$962.33. Okay, do you have any coupons? Total is $3,298,637.23. I'll take back the pork chops. for you today um i think i might have shot myself in the foot but uh, we'll get to that uh as always i'm eric from hey internet eric here and as always i got the goofy to my pete my buddy friends and um yeah how do i start this off well me and friends uh down down the pipeline we do plan on an ernest p world themed podcast and for some reason you don't know who Ernest P. Worrell is. Long story short, he's a character created by the actor Jim Varney, kind of like the lovable loser. Started out doing a bunch of commercials and then got super popular. And then we had at least a dozen Ernest movies. Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, Saves Christmas, Scared Stupid, and so on. But being an Ernest fan, uh, I told Frenzy about this podcast I like to listen to called The Importance of Seeing Ernest. And um, I've talked to them a couple of times. They're fun guys. They're, they're pretty adult themed as well. But um, what they do is they, it's a month, one once a month podcast. And what they do is they go everything Ernest month by month. Like the first episode, they talked about how much they loved Ernest. Then their second episode, they talked about like the different home videos, like I think it's called Hey Vern, It's My Family Album, which was like a collection of the commercials he did, and then so on and so on. And then they got to, because Ernest is technically in it, tonight's <laughs> discussion, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Now, I knew who Dr. Otto was before I heard their podcast, and we'll, we'll just say their podcast made this thing sound amazing. Um Dr. Otto eventually was one of many characters on the Hey Vern, It's Ernest television show, which is basically like Pee-wee's Playhouse, just without the Playhouse characters. You know what I mean? Um, if you know what I mean, I just saw that or just heard that. Anyways, Dr. Otto was one of many characters. He's basically just a mad scientist with a hand growing out of his head just because. And um, he ended up having a full-length movie. And like I said, I told Frenzy, I said, you know what, let's watch this because it's an earnest movie that's not an earnest movie. And Frenzy had no idea what I meant by that until he watched it. Now, before we get into that, Frenzy, uh, you didn't really know about the TV show, or you at least hadn't watched it before you watched this movie, correct? Anything non-movie earnest, I was never interested in. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I said I'd watch it someday, but um, no, I never watched Hey Vern, It's Ernest, the TV show. Uh, I heard I, I've I read a lot of obviously about movies and stuff, so I've heard of this movie, but I I've always wrote it off as like, why would I watch that? Right. Uh, it's some insane thing they made before Ernest. Mm-hmm. So I was never interested. But as you get older and older, um, you you start running out, yeah, of, of uh, interesting things to 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 find like hidden treasures and stuff so i was very intrigued when you brought this up because like 
you said we're supposed to do a whole you know blowout video on all the Ernest movies but you pick this one first mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that you did because okay I'll just go ahead and tell you right now I fucking love this movie oh did you good I loved this movie and it the best thing about it was I mean there's so many great things about it but it made me it gave me the push to want to know more about all of this non-earnest film stuff mm-hmm. and we can't get into everything but we need to uh, set up the context of this movie and especially the mystery surrounding it because okay. i've never seen a i've never seen a movie more mysterious than this one which is crazy i mean i there's all these cult manos the hands of fate and all these movies that exist out there but they're heavily cataloged and explained and there's interviews and all these things this movie is a fucking black hole yeah no one ever no one ever talks about this one i remember seeing this like back in video stores you know i never rented it but the the box cover you know intrigued me because it was i it might have been at the time where i had watched hey Vern, it's Ernest as a kid and then stopped watching it totally forgot about it and then i just saw a picture of Ernest dressed as a mad scientist or jim barney or whatever with a hand on his head and this and that and that's it it just says dr otto and the riddle of the gloom beam no starring Ernest or this and that so i didn't know what the fuck it was so obviously i didn't rent it and then I started watching Hey Vernon's Ernest, and I recognized Dr. Otto right there. I'm like, ah. He's in the and first episode. This, since you've never seen uh, Dr. Otto, there's a lot of, there's some characters that are in Dr. Otto that end up going to Ernest that's not just him. There's a few actors that are in future Ernest movies. Um, you know, the John Cherry effect, as, as we're calling it. Um, yeah. So basically, if I get this right, this took me, it's been a rough week. I, my, you know, work's been rough. It's like our end of the year inventory. So I did my best to sit down and watch this in one setting. It took me three tries, not just because it's so fucking weird and bizarre, especially growing up on Ernest and then now watching this as a 38 year old man, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I, I couldn't keep my, I, I was just really tired. But I'm glad I finally watched it. The basic plot of this, if I can get one, is Dr. Otto is a mad scientist. He lives in what I thought was like Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it looks like Castle Grayskull, complete with a skull on top with a hand on, on its head. And he's living there with two hot chicks and a robot sidekick whose head is made like out of like a trash can. And he's got one of those don't worry, be happy stickers stuck on it and yep. he is a character he is a character in haver and it's earnest um and what he is what what he's trying to do is he's got the gloom beam which is basically just a giant magnet yep and he's trying to destroy earth's economy like making the dow jones drop and just destroying money and it's up to our heroes lance and doris to stop him and uh, Dr. Uh, Otto has this coffin that allows him to change form into different characters, and it's basically just a way for Jim Barney to do his shtick. Um, before we <laughs> we dive into this, 
The version you watched, Frenzy, did it have the prologue with Ernest making the casket? Yes. Okay, because I watched this on YouTube that does have that, um, but I guess on Tubi and I guess on home video, that's cut out. It starts right with the <laughs> the title sequence, which I love the opening sequence with all the destruction that happens during the credits and this really depressing song that's supposed to be like a love song, but it says like your love is like a gaping wound or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, amazing. On, on. There, well, that's I, we're gonna have to talk about. This is so much stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, the opening, um, the songs in this movie were written by the same guy. The, all uh, this movie and all mm -hmm. of the Ernest movies are made by like three people. Yeah, John Cherry. There's a couple guys that do the music that are also actors in the films and the TV show. Mm -hmm. And every Ernest movie, and that's weird, this is not an Ernest movie. Remember that. Right. This he is a troll. This is not, they were, they just fucked with their fan base just as a joke mm -hmm. uh, by promoting this as an Ernest movie. And it's really complicated, but every Ernest, Ernest movie... Ernest is probably in it, honestly, if you count the prologue, which... I don't think it's necessary yeah, at all. It's not. It's just, but if you count the prologue, three minutes of earnest time, maybe four is pushing it. No, I would say Less? like I would say sixty seconds. But and the right. and the honest thing is, it's not earnest. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. Like mm -hmm. if you don't count the prologue, which is earnest, then yeah. he's not even in the movie. That's just Doctor mm -hmm. Otto. I know. So, um, but again. I, I want to mention, like you were talking mm -hmm. about, how all Ernest movies have incredible openings. Where mm -hmm. this is one of the genius things of John Cherry is he gets found footage, like um, public domain stuff, mm -hmm. like military footage. He gets weather stuff and all the movies that they made. Yeah. Scared Stupid was nothing but uh, public oh, domain for movies. It's fantastic. It, that yeah. was really good. But this one mm -hmm. was instantly my favorite of all of really? them. Really? Because of the song and, uh, <laughs> like,. The guy who wrote, he did the earnest music, I'm um, Scared Stupid music, uh, goes to jail. And goes to jail is like really amazing opening too. Yeah. But this song, Our, Our Love is Like an Open Wound, <laughs> with the imagery, all this imagery, stock footage of like um, phallic stuff falling down. Like we're, I'm so used to seeing that in movies, like, uh, uh, like trying to be romantic. But mm -hmm. this is like disgusting, but beautiful yeah. at the same time because the song is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, all that aside, there's just so much to, to talk about. I wanted to get to, um, okay, so it's the it's the best opening, in my opinion, of all the Ernest movies. I mean, I, I mean, Scared Stupid's hard to beat, but these are all the yeah. same, and this is not an Ernest movie. But I just wanted to, before we deep dive into this movie, just a little more context. Sure. Because even with how you set it up, it's still a little, um... A little more, um, we need to set up the timeline, okay, of when this movie was made. And I've done a shit ton of research because I was so excited. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't been this excited in a long time about... It's true. I, we, uh, we're recording this on a Friday. Normally, we record it on Thursday, and we were both just too fucking tired. But Renji told me before he went to bed and I went to bed, he's like, I'm so excited to talk about this. And it's... what's good about me and Frenzy is when we do watch these movies... If we don't know what the other person thinks, we were 100% quiet to each other before camera rolls and everything. So I'm like, okay, is he excited because he loved it or hated it? And I didn't oh. know until just now you said you fucking loved it. Kept it totally secret. I And, uh, oh, yeah, again, 
I don't want to forget anything, but you said you watched it on YouTube. Man, you got to watch it on um, Amazon Prime. Or, mm-hmm. or or Tubby has it too, and I checked that one. It's a really good copy. The, um, yeah, the only reason why I, I didn't watch it on, t- on, on, on t- I like how you call it Tubby. Sorry, I don't even do that on purpose. Watch- <laughs> the only reason why I didn't watch it there was because it didn't have the prologue, so I didn't know if there was any more edited out. Ah, okay. Uh, well, well, and we'll get into this. I and now that I know that the prologue doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how I would have watched it. It doesn't matter it. at all. That's I kind of thought just, the prologue was kind of stupid. The prologue is just part of the charm of trolling their their fans. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, and this is where we're going to get to because i got too much to say. The timeline of this movie, and the reason I'm so excited is because, like I said, I've, I was telling you offline, I've mm-hmm. always admired John Cherry III mm-hmm. because he's this insane person who only made earnest movies. And mm-hmm. I just always wanted it to be a mystery. I don't mm-hmm. want to know what he looks like. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know. I don't want to know why they made these movies. This is my mm-hmm. childhood, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin my childhood or whatever that means. So <laughs> I never wanted to look into it until I saw this movie. This is mm-hmm. not only is it not an Ernest movie. This is the only movie out of all of the movies that John Cherry made, all the Ernest films, that's not for children. No, like no, all of the. Oh, I mean, God. all of the Ernest movies are for are children's films, and this is mm-hmm. another recurring theme of the show. Is like trying to um, highlight just being honest about movies that are for children. Like, mm-hmm. we like a lot of children's films. Let's just accept yeah. that. Yeah. We're obsessed with our childhood, nostalgia, things like that. But no, you can't. No one's going to tell me that these fucking earnest movies are not for children because they are. They're children's it's like, films. It's like growing up with Pee Wee's Playhouse and Big Top Pee Wee and Big Adventure and then going back 20 years later and just now finally watching his stand up. Yeah. And. And at the same time, um, even with the stand, even with Pee Wee stand up, which is like kids could still like appreciate some of mm-hmm. the visual stuff or whatever. In this, I think even the visual stuff can't save it for children in this movie. No, this is one hundred percent adult only. And okay, long story short, I looked into this a little bit, and I just wanted to establish mm-hmm. on the timeline because it's this. Like I said, this movie is a huge mystery. No one talks about it, even the people that made it. I watched a bunch of John Cherry interviews, people involved. Mm-hmm. No one talks about this movie. Really? Maybe because they're ashamed of it. But, and I was also confused with Ernest because I, last time I talked to you about him, you were telling me what he started off with commercial-wise. And I mm-hmm. I was struggling. I didn't understand because I remembered him doing, um, it took me a while to realize, but he did like um, natural gas commercials down here in Mississippi. Okay. So that's what I saw as a kid, and then you said he did this other thing. I was like, no, Ernest didn't do. In my mind, I was thinking he can't, he couldn't do those commercials because he did natural gas here. Then I researched it. Motherfucker did everything. Like yep. they literally did commercials, um, not network stuff. They didn't do any corporate stuff. They only did mom and yep. pop. Yep. A shit that ton was, of them all over the country. Big thing. He wanted like he even says a. There's this interview where he's. I think he's like talking to Diane Sawyer or something. It's Jim Varney. Yes. In a suit, prim and proper. Oh my God! You know, talking about how, and he's got like this. He's got such a proper voice when he's not being earnest or any other shtick. And he's talking about how he didn't want to go corporate. He wanted to do these little, yeah. like you said, mom and pop things. Like I think the biggest company he did was Mellow Yellow. Yeah. But the rest was like, you know, so and so's sour cream, so and so's light bulbs, this and that. I mean, he got huge offers. Mm-hmm. And he really- turned them down. They turned him down, and 
so in the context of you need to know the timeline so when i saw an interview i watched if there's an earnest video on youtube i watched it interviews mm -hmm. behind the scenes and i watched all the john cherry stuff turns out he's this big fat kentuckian who uh jim barnes oh he he's oh he's so awesome he looks like santa claus he doesn't give a fuck about anything he just wears t-shirts and he's like he talks so slow like when he's being interviewed it's like um it's like a genius way of getting them to hurry up and like end the interview because he talks so slow yeah he's not really saying anything because he speaks so slow and uh he acts way dumber than he actually is he's one of uh -huh. those southern people he's actually really smart but you can tell he's playing dumb mm-hmm so I saw this interview with him, and um, he said uh, they came up with a character. Uh, Jim Varney came back from California because they had a writer strike, and he was broke. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't get any work, so he said, uh, let's do a commercial. They came up with this character and started making commercials. They made This is in, in 1981, okay? I'm not going to get too much into this because okay. I just want to establish the timeline, but you have to note this is amazing. John Cher Cherry said, by 1981, of making local commercials for all of these mom-and-pop businesses and small news channels, they had so much, they had, their fan base was so hardcore, people were so earnest crazy in 1981, that the newspaper, uh, that the um, TV stations that aired the earnest commercials mm -hmm. had to pay to put advertisements in the local newspapers with a schedule of when they were going to air the earnest commercials. Oh, wow. That is insane. And that's never happened in history before. That's how popular this motherfucker was. Mm -hmm. And I saw this footage of him in parades and stuff. Like, Ernest was a god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mostly for rednecks in these, you know, red state yeah. mom pop. So that's just comp crazy. And he said uh, they ended up doing over 3,000 commercials. So that's 1981. They're sitting on all this money. They got they they're overnight millionaires. John Cherry, Ernest, and the show didn't come I out. Know. I didn't know they were that successful that early. Oh yeah, they they he was a like overnight millionaire mm -hmm. uh, because John Cherry went to art school, but he had a advertising firm in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and Ernest was gold. That was like his baby. So what I'm assuming here, assuming what happened was. Before the first Ernest movie goes to camp, where John Cherry is just like, they they asked him what the inspiration was. He was just like, uh, Meatballs was successful, and we thought, yeah, we'll put Ernest in a camp because it's cheap. And that's what he said. <laughs> He's like, I'll just stick him in a camp with kids, and it'll be funny. Um, before that, they had all this money, and they hadn't made a movie yet. I'm uh -huh. just assuming, and this is before the show, because what sucks is... And we'll talk about this too, but I think that the Hey Vern, it's Ernest, I watched the first five episodes, doesn't work for me because it's a children's show and I'm an adult now. I miss that boat. And kind of like as an adult, that gimmick, that uh, the uh, the great commercial gimmick of Ernest with Vern doesn't work for me in the format of a children's show. Yeah. Because they that show came out like four years after Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah, see, and the thing is, I have the this whole series on DVD. It's only like thirteen episodes. I yeah, pumped it in one season. I put it, I put it in uh, for my daughter. She loves it, obviously, but she had watched like Goes to Camp and Scared Stupid before the show, and I still enjoy it. But it could just be like the nostalgia factor because I did watch it as a kid, Shit. like the show. It could be good. It just um, Ernest the the commercials. 
is like mm-hmm. adult stuff. It's not really for kids. And then to yeah. like put that in a children's show, uh, I'm I'm guessing because of the success of Pee Wee. Yeah, doesn't work for me as a fucking almost forty year old fat loser. But yeah. I'm sure it's great for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But so that's it. So we have huge success advertising. They're sitting on all this money. They haven't made Ernest Goes to Camp or the TV show yet. None okay. of that's happened. So because this is such a mystery, and there's even all these podcasts like you, you introduced me to, dedicated to Ernest and his movies and stuff. I watched one just to see what other people are thinking, because this movie's such a mystery. I couldn't get any information on, on it. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe they have connections or something, like a bigger podcast. Mm-hmm. They had jack shit too. Mm-hmm. And they were saying they don't even know if this movie was released in theaters. And I did a little digging, and I found mm-hmm. a newspaper advertisement for mm-hmm. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Moonbeam or whatever. Mm-hmm. It did play in theaters in 1985. So this was not some straight to... People think it's straight to VHS. It wasn't released on VHS until 1992. And that was after the... Uh, good times video if you look it up i swear to god 92 is when it first appeared but it came out in 85 in theaters and no one talks about it at all it's this huge mystery Mm. and um i don't know why i thought that was important to to set up but now that (laughs) now that we know where it is in the timeline of Ernest, yeah it kind of makes sense they they did this really adult over the top like parody of all their favorite kind of uh, wacky sci- um, sci-fi things mm-hmm. and monster movies of the 50s, which you know they're obsessed with. Yeah. Because they're old. Yeah. And that's where we get to Dr. Otto. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, first off, I'll say this. <laughs> I will praise, because I know before we started recording, Frenzy's like, I let me guess, you hated this fucking movie. <laughs> and hate is a very strong word. Um, one thing I, I mentioned to Frenzy, I said, he's got his unwritten rules when he does his editing. My only one really unwritten rule is like, if we're promoting it on our Facebook page, like we have a, a coming soon folder. If we've already promoted it, okay, regardless, we're doing it. And, um, hate is a strong word. I don't regret doing this. I will praise this when Ernest, Ernest, Jesus Christ, when Jim Varney is Dr. Otto, I'm loving every bit of it i love how he 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 knows that he's a mad scientist i love his cackle i love <laughs> when he's trying to be adult um he's the best part of this movie the problem uh, the main problem i have with this movie is our heroes oh um, god <laughs> <laughs> there's this side story there's this side story lance there's the, the the main hero's name is lance and he is like the the object of perfection, I guess you would say. You know, smartest guy, best athlete, blah, 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 all that shit. And um, he's had a rivalry, I guess, with Dr. Otto ever since birth. And it that was like the first holy fuck, this is not for kids scene that I saw. Because we have, they were born on the same day, born in the same hospital. And that's why Dr. Otto hates him because... Lance came from this loving family. We see, you know, stereotypical leave it to beaver family. Oh, you know, holding a baby. Oh, Lance, you know, we love you, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to Dr. Otto's family, where instead of 
Lance's family, you know, the nurse walking in with the baby, putting it in mom's arms. We have, I think it's either his mom or his, no, it's his, her, it's Dr. Otto's mom dragging what looks like a potato sack down an alley. She's having a back alley abortion. Yeah. Because what it is, is she, I guess she talks to dad and she says, bad news, it survived. She dumps the bag out and you just hear this noise and it cuts to baby Dr. Otto. And it's a, it's a gimmick they do in Haver and it's Ernest where it's a baby body and a human, you know, size head. And it's him as a baby in all this like placenta leftovers and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's fucked up. And then we cut to Christmas time. And of course, Lance being the pretty boy and then, you know, the perfect son and all this and that he's telling mom and dad how he's going to, he wishes he was going to be a Senator when he grows up and gives him like a toothpick model of the white house. And it's 10 years later, but it's great because it's adult Lance playing little Lance, you know, yeah. with the Santa hat. He's in like, you know, footsie pajamas and stuff, which is funny. And you got uh, Otto looking outside, you know, getting jealous <laughs> And then he goes home to his mom and dad. And it's this little crack house, basically. <laughs> and mom and dad are arguing over the present that Otto left them. And then you just see Otto walking around or walking away from the house and the house explodes. And he says something, oh, best Christmas present ever. You're the best parents a, a man could ever have. You know, he makes a little pun and he walks away cackling. Perfect mixture of dark shit and funny shit, if that makes sense. But I knew right away I wasn't going to like this Lance character because eventually you find out he's too perfect and he's just a fucking asshole. Especially when he's teamed up with Doris. And I don't know if you recognize Doris. She's also in um, a couple Ernest movies. She's the judge and Ernest goes to jail when Ernest breaks the pen in his mouth. Ah, No, I didn't notice that. And I guess she's a teacher in Ernest Scared Stupid. So I don't yeah. recognize her from that, but I do recognize her as the judge. when I remember the judge. Has, yeah, when he's got the ink on his face and she asks if she needs help or something like that. That's incredible. Um, she does all the work while Lance is just being a fucking asshole and yelling at her and browbeating her. And it makes perfect sense now because I, saw, I was watching this on YouTube and one of the commenters said, uh, it's basically Lance is Inspector Gadget and Doris is Penny yeah. doing all the work. But the problem is, at least Inspe- I said, at least Inspector Gadget had some sort of charm. Lance isn't likable at all for a hero. And I know he's supposed to be, I don't know if aloof is the right term, absent-minded, but he's just not likable at all. And that's the problem I have. Well, I think you're underselling this a little bit. Am I? Because you're starting with, this this opening scene might be this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Okay, are you talking the about the, the birth scene or what opening scene? The birth scene. Okay. Of them two, and then the Christmas scene. It connects because mm-hmm. it runs right into it. This might be the funniest thing out of any Ernest movie that I've. I mean, it's so fun. Like the rest of the movie, you could argue is bad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is epic shit. Okay, mm-hmm. I was completely blown away and there's other things like i like some of the models and matte paintings and shit mm-hmm. in this movie set design yeah this opening okay is so good <laughs> it's so funny that my stomach i was laughing so hard because 
Now, don't get me wrong. I liked the Dr. Otto abortion stuff. I was just like, I didn't expect Sterling that. Sterling is not even, he's beyond an anti, he's not the hero. He's an anti-hero. He's like, and he's beyond an anti-hero. He's so dumb and worthless mm-hmm. and like a parody of a parody that I've never seen anything like this before. I've seen a million movies where they have the dumb Herculean mm-hmm. uh, Indiana Jones type um, chauvinist kind but this guy is so over the top that i hated him too at first but then i just got like accepted it as like holy shit this is not like a a character this is like a a force of nature this is mm-hmm. like I, i've never seen anything like i've never seen someone i hated so much in a movie yeah and, um there it's really complex like but the the hilarious part is they're giving birth to sterling what's his last sterling Lance Sterling. Yeah, Lance is the guy. And uh and Dr. Otto's being aborted. <laughs> okay, and this is this is an earnest supposedly an earnest movie or related to earnest movies. Yeah. They're ha- they're having an abortion in this movie. And we'll get to this in a second, but when um Lance is having his Christmas mm-hmm. and they're they start there's this thing, this running gag in the movie of patriotism yes. with Lance. He yeah. always sings the national anthem at the most inappropriate times. Yep. They just start singing the national anthem during Christmas. Cuts to Ernest, who's looking at a... He looks at them, and then he goes to his family. I'm sorry, but when Ernest goes... That's already funny. Yeah. This is the what. This is the cherry on top of the Sunday When he goes to look at his family, um, they're the most fucked up, yeah. white trash parents. All They're, they're just sitting there... Everything that comes out of their mouth is golden mm-hmm. about how much they hate Ernest. I mean, uh, Dr. Otto. Didn't they say something like, oh, where's Otto at? Ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll be lucky he won't come home or something yeah. like that. Oh, there's a bunch of jokes like that. And then, like, they, they, uh, she's like, here's a gift. Like, the mom is the most, it's the most cruel white mm-hmm. trash parents I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, look, a present from Otto. And they're just making fun of, like, how horrible he is and how could he have afforded it and like, mm-hmm. like should we open it and all these jokes at his expense and he's watching and we're and the uh the mom is just shaking it remember mm-hmm. like violently and he starts walking away and the catastrophe like the huge explosion like yeah. they spent a lot of money on some of this practical effects mm-hmm. it's just so goddamn funny to watch them die <laughs> And he said he gives the same line, like you said, that Sterling had given his parents about yeah. how they're the greatest. Oh, there's our time. Already? Did I set it for 30 or what? I think you set it when we initially started recording and then you had the technical difficulty. Yeah, sorry. Let me do that again. That's okay. We'll, we'll just keep running with it. That's only been 30. But um, I'm we'll going to edit running. this too. Right. So I can excuse. Uh, I just wanted to... to you you set it up. I just wanted to reiterate mm. that that is an epic sequence. It's one of those historical things where maybe I'll never watch this movie again. But I really hope that this that Don Cher- John Cherry whatever puts they get a thirty five millimeter copy of this movie because it's a real movie. Like Alamo mm. Drafthouse or someone, please restore this because mm. we'll get into this too. It's a beautiful movie. Like. Mm-hmm. For this crazy, independent, fucked up thing that no one should ever watch, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how. I the 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 one you watched is a little bit wor- the 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 version on Amazon is a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. It's like a shitty DVD transfer. 
Mm-hmm. But um, like we've talked about this a thousand times before, movies that are hidden, the quality is hidden by the by the uh, like VHS copy of it or whatever. Like yeah. there's gold behind mm-hmm. these horrible scenes we can't see. It's like watching a movie through like uh, like fogged up goggles. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see a real copy of this because uh, that's all I had to say about how incredible the opening is and uh, the hero. I I got used to him because he's such a like idiot yeah um they're obviously trying to make some kind of statement because that's not just with like um inspector gadget and stuff there's all there's a there's a history of like heroes that don't do anything like the women mm-hmm. solve all the problems for them and but I thought, let's, let's we'll, we'll go to the women thing like i, I liked how because doris i love doris she was great the way she you, you can tell she fucking hated being with lance and this actress was was fun, funny, you know, just the way she would give him like this, oh great, you suck type of look, the whole and, time. Yeah, so it was it was cool seeing a woman doing all the work. Like she saves, like it's it's a it's one of Doctor Otto's henchwomen in disguise, but she's he Doctor Otto's got a woman hanging on the outside of a door that's on a cliff, tied to a rope, and the rope is covered with chicken feed, and the chickens are pecking at the rope, and. Yeah. Doris runs up and saves the woman because Lance is too busy trying to get ready. You know, like, you know, uh, he's getting, you know, he's taking his shirt off and he's, he sees a grappling hook from a dead body, but he's covering his eyes to pick it up. <laughs> and I like how she does all the work. But what's funny is they're po- they poke fun at that. You know, the women save the day because Dr. Otto has a flashback of a science fair <laughs> oh, where, my God. This is one of my favorite scenes, too, okay? Lance, of course, being the pretty boy, you talked about how patriotic it is. You know, you have all these really funny, I think, sight gags for all the different science experiments. Somebody does pork through all the ages. Someone does light bulbs. They give you light. Um, Rocks that I have collected or some stupid shit like that. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about how Doris was the woman that saves the day, but someone, someone has... A science experiment, why men are smarter than women. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. And then, of course, you have Lance. What is his science experiment? Having people vote. <laughs> and I just love that because then we meet Dr. Otto, who he's dressed like a fucking nerd, but he's still got, like, the big shoulder pads. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's wearing his, like, Dr. Otto suit under, like, the nerd outfit. And that's where he reveals that he made, I don't know the robot's name, but that's – and then the robot – you know, creates havoc. It's just Jim, uh, Jim Varney just doing his shtick, doing all the puns, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and the robot's great. I don't know yeah. its name either. I should have wrote it down, but I fucking love that robot. I like the jokes. I like the voice. I like how every time he would have a different expression, the uh, the smiley face sticker would change. Like, it would have an angry smile and stuff like that. But it would look still look so generic. Yeah, it's great. And um, he's the punching back for, like you, you were talking about earlier, how there's a rivalry, a lifelong rivalry. It's only one way. Like, uh, Dr. Otto doesn't exist to the Sterling guy. Like, uh, Lance Sterling, like, he doesn't even really know who that is. He just, because um, he's so stupid. Don't, Dr. Otto hates Lance. And everyone yeah. sucks up to him because he's the good American wholesome. At the science fair, which I wrote... Right here, it's like none of these exhibits would be allowed. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. 
um, literally, Doctor Otto created a artificial intelligence, like a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lance create he he has a voting booth, <laughs> and the the principal and the judges of the school are just like sucking them off. They they think mm-hmm. it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And Doctor Otto's just like, what the fuck? I can't impress anyone. I made this robot, so he's just like, fuck it, and he tells the robot to kill, like just destroy everything. Yep. It's one of those great sequences. Like, there's always a sequence in movies where someone like breaks everything in the room. Mm-hmm. They've been doing that for a long. This is a great one. Yeah. Now, we'll get to my main main problem. Like I I, I fucking hate Lance. Now, Doctor Otto has this. I mentioned it. He's got this coffin, which is it. Well, it's shaped like a coffin. And he goes in it, and then the robot, you know, twists some dials and pushes some That's buttons. That's what it's called. It's called the changing coffin. Okay. <laughs> and it just makes Dr. Otto physically change form so he can go un- in disguise as a different character. It's just so Jim Varney can make another character. He turns into... <laughs> uh, now, don't get me wrong when I say this. I love how one of the characters is like some Australian guy that's teaching young kids warfare, complete with grenades and bayonets and yeah. stuff like that. One is a pirate, because why the fuck not? One is a rich, rich guy, you know, straight off a of wall. Well, like old time, you know, with the cane and, you know, the monocle and then, you know, yep. <laughs> out of Monopoly, basically. And then Aunt Edna, who everyone knows who Aunt Edna is, the girl in the, in the green dress. When other than Aunt Edna, I hated every one of these characters he changed into. I didn't find any of the jokes funny. I mean, I liked how he's training kids to you know for warfare and i think they even call it like a daycare or something like that mercenary do, training camp yeah and i do like how the robot changes outfits with them but the pirate jokes weren't funny when he was being the australian it wasn't funny i didn't really care for the rich dude and edna's always funny to me i don't know why I, I i love the Aunt edna character but i thought that was a major downfall because the jokes were flat and then i found those characters kind of be quite boring and then what's really weird is by the end of the movie, they have become real physical characters that are attacking Lance. Which yeah. by the end of that movie, it was so fucking crazy. I just ran with it, but uh, I just didn't like the the other characters other than Aunt Edna at all. Yeah, I can understand that because I mean I think they were high when they made this, and uh, <laughs> they didn't like them either. Mm-hmm. But I can give for everyone that you don't like Mm -hmm. there's something else that happens or an interaction or something that um, that's amazing that makes up for it like Mm -hmm. and we can go all day we each one of these like the especially the pirate laughing jack okay total waste of a character like here's the thing about jim varney he's amazing (laughs) like it doesn't even matter if his uh if if his character falls flat some of these characters their uh, performance it's not the performance it's the writing like he didn't have good jokes for some of these for a couple of these characters jim varney's still giving it 100 well, yeah he gave and, it his all and he's amazing but I, i'll still um look past some of the the jokes falling flat because like the pirate i thought was lame until the dump happened they, they they're talking about this character they have the pirate has to catch this thing called the dump and mm-hmm. Uh, just stuff like that, like the stuff that came out of nowhere that kind of made up for the the pirate thing. Um, was the dump was the dump the swamp thing creature with the red eyes? Yes. 
I okay. loved it so much. They was, tie that Jim, up... was that Jim Varney voicing it? Yes, it was. Okay. I didn't get that. I think that was a part of the movie I tuned out. I could I just couldn't do it. Oh no, it's fucking hilarious. I mean it's so goddamn great. They tie him up and like let the dump get him this monster and it looks really cool. Like the the, the design of this thing. It's got these glowing red eyes right out of Scooby Doo. And it mm-hmm. gets closer and closer, and it's just about to kill Lance and uh, the the woman, Doris. And, and he knows him. Yeah. He knows the dump. He's like Alex. The, yeah. the dump's name is Alex. And the dump, you know, is like Lance. It's been a long time, man. It's like uh, he knew him when he was just a trash bag, and he helped like take a thorn. I must have missed that. The way that it just turns on a dime. This real. It's actually scary the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Like a horror movie, and then right when I he gets, getting, he's like, a, I was getting like a a vibe of the, like the fog. Yeah, like the yeah. fog, but it's this trash monster. It's made out mm-hmm. of trash. Then right on the dime, it cuts to he knows him, and it starts being friendly. He talks about his family. He's like, "So, how's your family doing?" The the mon- the dump the monster is called Alex. He's like, "They're doing okay. Yeah, everything's everything's <laughs> good." He's like, "So you want to have lunch? Uh, catch up on old times?" He's like, "Yeah, that'd be great." He's like, okay, well, let's go to our usual spot this Sunday. And the monster's like, all right, cool, man. And it just walks away. <laughs> There's something like that with each one of these or, or bad scenes that I, I, I don't know why. And But I'll agree with you. I totally do agree with you. I think they drop the ball. Yeah. I mean, some people are going to think I'm fucking crazy because yeah. I understand why this you uh, a lot of people are just going to fucking hate this movie. Mm-hmm. But again, this ties into Jim Varney and anything that these people do. Mm-hmm. He and this is sim- I, I wanted to tie I could tie this into Mr. Rogers because sure. Jim Varney is not Mr. Rogers, but he's very he's similar to me. There he's this uh, like powerhouse, just joyous spirit. Mm-hmm. Like how can you hate? Is there anyone that doesn't like Jim Varney? Even if you think his movies suck or they're lame mm-hmm. children's. Like, uh, I'm sure if they met him or hung out with him or got to know him or whatever, they'd be blown away. He's just like Robin Williams or something. You know what I mean? Well, he's like, he, I always, there's, there's this one thing that I've always heard people say is he died of lung cancer because he was like a chain smoker. Yep. But his thing was he never wanted to have a photograph of him with a cigarette in his hand or being seen smoking because he didn't want kids to do what he did. Well, yeah. And he talks about that in. Uh, and that says a lot. I think. In the movies, in this movie, uh, maybe it's this one. A couple Ernest movies, he references not smoking because it'll kill you, mm. which is sad because if. But um, that's kind of like John Candy. A lot of people don't know that too. John Candy was an ins- a chain smoker, mm-hmm. big time, and uh, he. It's very rare to catch him smoking in a movie, even though he was chain smoking in between shots. Mm-hmm. Um, he died of uh, heart. He had heart problems because he was big, but it was related to the smoking. If he didn't uh, smoke, okay. he probably would have lived 10 more years. You know what I mean? The thing is, I, and I, one of my friends is a doctor, a family doctor. And, uh, like, the two, you can't, you can't do um, any kind of drugs or alcohol and be fat at the same time. It's like mm-hmm. you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Go ahead and smoke, but you better not be fat. Go ahead and mm-hmm. be fat, but you, you know you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And John, that's why, and, and that's another joyous spirit, mm-hmm. John Candy. So I, I put Jim Varney in the same uh, echelon or whatever. Um, I, I, I get that. 
and I don't know why I'm oh yeah well I'm trying to defend this movie I'm saying just I like it just because it's a Jim Varney movie and mm-hmm. that he tried so hard you know what I mean like I appreciate the fact that there are characters I'll give you that um the weakest is the pirate in the Australian one but mm-hmm. you know what I fucking loved uh Guy Dandy oh, the, the dancing the dancing rich guy because yeah. he's just like um like a car- he has a cartoon character but just how instantly he just wants to kill them and laugh about murdering them you know what you know what it is i probably would have liked him if he was maybe the first character we saw yeah they should have they sh- that should have been the last one yeah and you know um and I, like i said i was already out by the time we got to aunt edna but i'm always gonna love aunt edna because you know she's in hey bernard's Ernest, Ernest scared stupid um he pretends to be her and goes to jail. Mm-hmm. I think she's—I don't think she's in. Goes to camp, and I'm pretty—I'm pretty sure she is in Saves Christmas. But anyways, she's probably yeah. his most popular non-earnest character. Definitely. But well, one thing I wanted to say about this show, or about this movie, is um, I think he froze up, so I'm gonna keep talking. I'm froze. But um. Wait, wait. One of my favorite things is a lot of this stuff is. Uh... Now you're froze. Now you're froze. Okay. Hold on. And now you're froze again. Okay. Okay. Well, we're back. Um, we had some technical difficulties on our end. Um, but last thing I remember before our Skype froze is, I was saying I probably would have liked the rich character a hell of a lot better if he was the first one we saw instead of, you know, the pirate and the Australian guy. And I mean, I loved, I loved uh, aunt Edna because she's basically in all the movies, um, at least all the theatrical ones. She's in the television show and she's just a hell of a lot of fun. But I think by the time we got to the rich snooty guy, I was just spent and I just couldn't do it because I, like I said, when he's, when he's Otto, I fucking love him. When he's not, ah, but you you really like this dude. Yes, I was just gonna say I've been in your shoes mm-hmm. so many times on this podcast mm-hmm. where not necessarily didn't hate it, but had to suffer through it. And this was the complete opposite for me. Mm-hmm. It was again like any time I had a problem uh, with one of these characters or something, I just want to. To soak up the joyous spirit mm-hmm. of Jim Barney. I don't care how bad it's so. That's like a cop out when I'm trying to defend a movie. No, um, I can I can just watch him play characters all day long. Well, it's like when we went to we were talking Reuben and Ed. You fucking hated the Reuben character, but I love watching <laughs> Jim Varney To you is my Crispin Glover. You know what I mean? You can just watch him play a character no matter what it is all day. Well, too bad they never did anything. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And now you're frozen again. No. I'm so still frozen. So I'm going to keep talking. And hopefully I'm... this is recording. It's recording. And then I'm going to wait you... for you to unfreeze. I'm still frozen? And you're not unfrozen yet. Oh. Oh. Okay. And there you are. What's going on? Wait. You keep freezing on me, buddy. Hey. Well, here's the thing, though. Just because I don't like these characters, there is a lot more to this movie that I really enjoy, and a lot of it is sight gags. When he, when Otto first turns on the the gloom beam, and it's you know, I think he's 
what is he's going after Ohio for some reason because it's for like no cap- reason. Yeah, just because well, what the fuck? Every city had taxes in Ohio. Yeah, I had to look up a couple of them. Was like, wait a minute, is that in Ohio? It was. And I just love how it cuts to him. Like I think he hits like an ATM machine and the money goes crazy. But then he actually zaps a piggy bank and the piggy bank explodes. And a lot of these things are really funny. I mean, there's a Wall Street guy who, and this was a dark scene, who's got a gun put into his mouth and he's stopped by one of his friends or one of his coworkers. Yeah, he came up with the co- idea. That coworker is also in uh, Hey Bernard's Ernest. He's the uh, the guy that has the iguana for the roommate. If you saw that character, I don't remember. A few episodes you saw, and it's remember. not important. He's got he's got a roommate named George. That's an iguana, but um. And then there's some other gags like that. There's this, there's, I'm sorry. There's this really big stereotypical black lady at a grocery store, and this was one of my favorite bits. Yep. Is she's just buying a few things, and the the cash register, or the lady working the cash register, she she obviously she hates her job, so she's just ringing it up, staring off into space, and she rings like up a stick of butter, and it's like two hundred dollars. Um, she rings up one thing and it's like $400 and then she's telling the lady that, okay, your final total is like $2,000 and 56 cents, something like that. Some astronomical number. And the lady's not pissed. The the black lady's not pissed off. She just looks at it. She's like, okay, I'll put the pork chops back. (laughs) That shit's funny. And then there is a, there's a bit where you have a news, you know, the old bundles of newspapers thrown on the ground with like the headlines, that gag. Dow Jones drops, and then it uh, it cuts to whatever it is in uh, in Britain that whatever drops, and then it's France, and the newspaper says Frank drops, and then a man falls on the newspaper, and someone says, "Oh no, Frank!" Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You know yeah. what I mean? And free. So that that type of five second joke. I think can make up for the pirate and, you know, the Australian guy. It's creativity. Um, it's, yeah. it's ingenuity. It's a bunch of high people making an independent movie and knowing mm-hmm. where to spend their money. And when they really want something to look cool, um, they just go all out. I, I love it. I'm, the mm-hmm. Dr. Otto's lair is fucking amazing. I love it, too. It's just a feast for the eyes. And... I'm gonna keep saying this, but watch it at the highest resolution possible. You got you people out there in the internet world, so you can get more detail. And one last thing, we'll wrap this up. I'm glad you did some research, and we we were able to get a full episode out of this. But one last thing, I want to praise. I love how Doctor Otto wins. He is successful in getting away from Lance. He's successful of making the economy drop because the final epi- the final scene we see is Otto goes into the coffin, right? And then it cuts to, you know, a bunch of havoc. I don't know if Castle Grayskull just is destroyed or whatever. It blows up. Okay, it blows up. Yeah, because there's a really cool shot of, like, the Earth opening, and we got, like, the 80s uh, Return of the Jedi, like, force lightning coming out of the castle and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we cut to however many days or weeks or whatever in the future. And, of course, Lance is being an asshole. They're, his car is out of gas. He's the one steering, and he's got Doris and one of Dr. Otto's henchwomen that stayed with them pushing the car. So, of course, he, he's not helping them. So it's just another reason why I hate him. 
but they pull up to this gas station and the scarecrow holding the gas uh uh holster is a uh, is the robot yep and they go there and they're in earnest walks out like earnest as earnest you know jim varney is earnest and he walks out and he's saying oh we haven't had you know gas for weeks since you know the economy went to crap or whatever he says you know what i mean and then they do the whole shtick of Ernest getting his hands caught in the hood of the car that we've seen. And so that was fun. And then Lance, the asshole, gets back in the car and he's steering it as, as Doris and the henchwoman <laughs> are pushing it away. And then I liked how the hat comes off of Ernest. And, you know, we got the hand right there on the head. So Dr. Otto is Ernest. Um, I loved the way it ended. So as dumb as this movie was, as painful as the other characters was, Final thoughts is, I'll probably never watch this movie ever again, but I don't regret watching it because I did have a lot of fun with a lot of these sight gags, and I w- the 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 shock of like the abortion scene or the failed abortion scene where Doctor Otto falls out of the trash bag, and then I know there's some sexual innuendo somewhere. And then, you know, the, the Wall Street guy wanting to commit suicide. I'm like, this movie had to have been seen. And I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, did I love it like you did. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, honestly, I think I'd, I'd have more fun. I think Microwave Massacre has more rewatch value. Oh. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Microwave Massacre, I can put on with my buddies and we can have fun. I don't think I could do that with Dr. Otto, but I don't regret watching this at all. You I did too, have fun. You're too loyal to your buddies. <laughs> My buddies. Oh, no, no, no. I'm too loyal to myself having to sit through it again. I can, I am never watching that fat ass bumbling <laughs> snowman. I, I, I don't ever want to see that guy again. No. Okay. few things. Yeah, your, your, your final thoughts on this one is? Obviously, I just wanted to point out that Ernest, Jim Varney, is not just this joyous spirit and I, I'll watch anything he does. He's also like a genius. And mm-hmm. that, that word gets used a lot too much. A lot too much. I've been drinking. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, when they pull up to the gas station from right when you see he's only 90 seconds tops mm-hmm. as Ernest when he first comes out it's not Ernest and i'm not saying like it's not Ernest like it turns out to not be Ernest it's not Ernest and it's apparent right from the first shot his hair is different mm-hmm. he acts different yeah it's the subtlety of Jim Varney um especially like if you liked um, Ernest goes to jail when he's basically mm-hmm. playing the evil Ernest yeah. like uh that's hammy, but it's still great because he's, mm-hmm. he's such a great actor. This 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 moment at the end of the gas station is so good. If you mm-hmm. really pay attention, all of the little subtle fate. It's not hammy Jim Varney being earnest. He's playing a guy pretending to be earnest. Well, even even the the hand caught in the hood isn't yeah. the same way earnest. He usually we're doing visual right now. Like if you're watching the YouTube channel, yeah, his hands caught and his hand his head goes back. And he opens his mouth and he shakes back and forth, you know. It's a bad this impersonation. Guy, this, yeah, Doctor Doctor Otto, he gets his hands caught. He just kind of winces and pulls his hands out. 
It's great. His hair's yeah. a little different. Everything's mm-hmm. different. Um, and you get to see, and it's so sad that the really, the one moment of this movie where you get to see his acting chops is where mm-hmm. he's pretending to be earnest. And if we just think about this, like this weird movie that maybe a hundred people saw in like three theaters, it's mm-hmm. so weird that when they were on top of the world, they decided when Ernest was a god, a television god, to make this troll movie. Because <laughs> it's not like the movie posters, this movie was advertised as Ernest's first movie. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the theatrical poster, it played well, in theaters. I saw the poster you posted on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and it's a picture of Dr. Otto looking evil. But in the bottom right corner, it's a picture, it's like a circular picture. Like Ernest's yeah. head has popped out and he's just making this, you know, huh, you know, face. So well, I found, wait till you see, I'm going to post, it's going to be a, edited into this episode. The newspaper mm-hmm. clip, that the advertisement that they put in newspapers is a giant Ernest at the top. And it says, uh, Jim Varney, Ernest, his first Ernest appearance or whatever. The movie was hardcore, <laughs> like telling people, and they could have easily made an Ernest movie, like mm-hmm. not not anything to do with children, just based on their commercials, and you know probably made a lot of money. But they decided to make the stoner thing. Imagine being like a parent taking your kid, thinking you're going to see an Ernest movie, and you see this. You'd be so, and we'll disagree on this, but I would mm-hmm. be so privileged. You're so lucky if you got to see this in theaters and all its glory and all that stuff. And I just wanted to say a couple more things. Sure. That I really liked. Okay, three things here. Mm-hmm. Because we're wrapping this up. That's fine, bud. I want to talk about a girl. I want to talk about a riddle. And I want to talk about ending apology. There is a girl in this movie that I'm like in love with now. I mean, this like I'm old, so this is like weird for me to have such a hard crush on this bitch in this movie. He has a few henchmen, and there's one really annoying one that's from White Falls, New York. She keeps saying that. That's the one hanging from the cliff. Okay. The one that falls for Lance. I hate both of them. I understand Lance's character, the anti-hero. It's funny because how bad it is on purpose. They could both die. Him yeah. and White Plains Girl. There's a blonde... Dr. Otto's right-hand girl is mm-hmm. this smoking hot blonde chick. And she's the one that ends up with Otto at the gas station, correct? Jesus Christ. Oh, she's like, she's with Otto as the Australian. She's the right. one, when he when he becomes the rich guy, she's chasing around trying to shoot them. Mm-hmm. She is so hot. <laughs> and like, just, and I don't even know how to explain this, but I'm like in love with this chick. And I looked her up. I, I, I didn't even write down her name because I couldn't. I don't know why. The other movie she was in was Fast Food. Which I hate. It's this... I told you about it. It came out after Hamburger the Motion Picture. Mm-hmm. It's this movie about these two douchebags who take a gas station and turn it into a hamburger restaurant. You told me, yep. And they have this sauce that they put in the hamburgers that makes people want to have sex. Yeah, it's like the Spanish fly sauce or whatever. It sounds like a fun movie, but it's fucking horrible. And that's... This is coming from a Hamburger the Motion Picture fan. Mm-hmm. This has got this movie's got Jim Varney as the bad guy and Tracy Lords is in it and it's horrible. Oh God! Like it's one of those. I've seen the poster? Because when I did when I was looking around, it's just a picture of Jim Varney with a hamburger sticking out of his mouth. Exactly. And you guess what? It's gonna. I'm gonna show it right now. Boom! That's the magic of editing. 
but I just want to <laughs> emphasize that chick is in that. So now I'm going to go back and watch that movie just for her. And um, if you remember her, she's in all the sequences with Dr. Otto. She's kind of like ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what their relationship is, but she says certain words that when he's forgetting things. Um, so that really helped yeah, me. Yeah, that was, that was an annoyance thing. Like when, when he was the Australian, he couldn't finish his sentences and she had to finish them for him. Right. And see, remember I was saying about something stupid and horrible, but something else made up for it? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't care because she's so hot. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I was like, man, this is a really stupid bit, but Jesus Christ, is she hot? And uh, there's, uh, I don't want to go into it too much longer, but uh, just, <laughs> if you've never seen this movie and you plan on watching it for whatever reason, at the beginning when they established Dr. Otto in his lair, the mm -hmm. girls are dancing around him. And she is basically in, like, this see-through short skirt thing, futuristic. Mm -hmm. She's dancing in front of him. And the camera should be uh, zooming towards Dr. Otto, but it starts panning towards her, mm. like, her crotch and her body. <laughs> and if you weren't, if you're not paying attention, you won't notice. So just, yeah, just go back, just go back just to watch this scene. I just have to make a, that's, that got me through, that helped me through this movie. <laughs> See, you didn't have that. I I I I I noticed it. I I locked onto it, and it uh, it was it helped with the experience. And the ending apology in the credits. Did you see that? I saw something on either IMDb or Wikipedia. Is it about the person that this is dedicated to? Yes, and it's interesting. Okay. It's Go it's ahead. not only just on IMDb, but it's in the movie. It's in the credits at the end. That's where I first saw it. It's at the very end. Of the credits, they apologize to, I think his name, I might get this wrong, is Elmo Williams. It's Sounds Elmo something. Yeah. And it says, we're sorry about this. If we get to make another one, we'll make it up to you. I was like, mm -hmm. who the fuck's that? So I looked into it, and I found an interview with John Cherry. John Cherry went to art school, but he didn't know anything about making movies. He was a friends, friends of a friend with Elmo Williams, who's this very famous accomplished hollywood film editor he's done everything like if you look at his movies he he won like an academy award for high noon and all these incredible movies with this like super old school editing mm -hmm. he took john cherry under his wing mm. and taught him basically i mean the most important thing about making movies editing anyway yeah. like you have to have an eye which john cherry obviously does him and mm -hmm. jim barney really know how to make things pop mm-hmm so uh, I just thought that was interesting. They were kind of they were ashamed of this movie because they apologized to their uh, you know master, their their yeah. apprentice, and uh, he lived to be like a hundred and two or three. He just died like oh, recently. Shit. So I thought that was cool. I wonder. I'm uh, now since we're gonna do an Ernest episode eventually. I mm. want to go look for him and see what he thinks of the Ernest movies. You know what I mean? Oh god, like, he created this beast. Like helped them. He showed them how to make movies. So I wonder what he thinks of, like, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, God. Or Slam Dunk Ernest. Oh, God. And, you know, I gave up after uh, uh, Ernest Goes to Prison. Ernest, goes, Ernest to goes to Jail. That was the one, like, there was the one after that, Ernest Rides Again. No, there was, yeah, it was, it was Goes to Camp. Then I believe it was Saves Christmas. Christmas. Then Goes to Jail. Yep. And scared stupid, and I think yep. the last theatrical one was Rides Again. That's it. The rides, I'm uh, the last good one. 
I thought was jail, but it's um, stupid. Uh, sco- stupid's amazing, mm-hmm. and Rides Again's horrible. Yeah, I've never liked seen, that even since I was a kid. I've never seen Rides Again. I've seen Goes to School, hated it. Slam Dunk Ernest is better, but that's not saying much. Well, and those are all like Goes to Africa or any of that shit. That's all straight to VHS trash. Yeah. The only one of the four. And this is unrelated, I guess, but I just got to tell you this because I'm drunk. This ties into Christmas episode, which is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into that right now because I have a lot to say about Christmas. Yep. But the only one I didn't see out of the four good ones is Camp. Mm -hmm. I saw Saves Christmas, Scared Stupid, and Jail in the theater. Mm Mm-hmm. And the weirdest one for me was Ernest Goes to Jail. That was like that was like Gremlins two, kind of like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why? This is technically I didn't know when I was see people call these Disney movies, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Like even movie buffs are like the four Ernest Disney. They're not Disney. No one calls them Disney movies. They're like Univista or Touchstone or whatever. Yeah, I think they're Touchstone. It's a subsidiary. Yeah, it's owned by Disney. It's the movies that they don't want to put their name on. Mm-hmm right and jail is so weird and like dark and over the top but i love it the first one i saw i didn't see camp i saw ernest saves christmas i was six years old we had a movie theater in gulfport mississippi right outside biloxi Mm -hmm. and they had this thing the guy who owned it was a christian there's a lot of christians down here Mm. (laughs) that do good things i don't know about up there but we got a lot of fucking rednecks and horrible people, but we have Christians that do great things. Okay. And he owned this movie theater, and one of the things was for children's films, they'd have food drives. Mm-hmm. So if you brought in four cans of food, you could stay, you could see a movie. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, the theater, these were really small theater, not even stadium seating, so they only sat a certain number, a couple hundred people. So mm-hmm. you have to get there, we have to wait. My mom was such a trooper just for me. Because mm-hmm. no, no one else cares about movies in my family. We'd have to get there like three hours early. Oh, really? To see a movie. But what was so great about uh, Ernest Saves Christmas was that it didn't play here. Ernest Saves Christmas did not play here when it came out in 88 or 89. They re-released it. And the promo was, if you come see Ernest Saves Christmas, the re-release, and bring the food, you get to see Prancer... Two weeks early. Sneak feature. Uh, uh, what the fuck's it called? Uh, you know, sneak preview. Uh, sneak preview. And that's just one of the most beautiful, like, vivid memories of my whole life. Like, especially my childhood. Mm. Me and my mom standing in the cold. And by cold, I mean maybe 50 degrees. Freezing 50, 55. <laughs> like, you know, I couldn't wear shorts. Oh, that's 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 t-shirt and short weathers here in Illinois, buddy. Mississippi winter, and <laughs> I never saw Ernest. It was the first one I saw, big screen, mm-hmm. blew my mind, because I'm already like into Christmas too much as a kid. And then Prancer was like this devastating. Yeah, Chris, it's so sad mm-hmm. and beautiful. I still love it. I watch it every year, but um, so I don't know what my point was. Just saying, that's my connection. So, oh yeah. So my connection to Ernest is Christmas. Like, that's how I got into it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I know that's totally pointless. And I probably spent, like, an hour of just bullshitting. 
That's okay. We're not cutting it. Okay. And I said all that crap that doesn't mean anything. But I sincerely love this movie. Dr. Gloombeam and the auto... Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the auto magnet. I, I love it. True. I loved how the Gloombeam was like, literally, it was like this, you know, the stereotypical curved red magnet with like the, the silver little ends. It was wonderful. And, ah. and hey, final note for me. Mm-hmm. Just as a PSA, public service announcement. As I was saying about Ernest, uh, Ernest, he's always going to be Ernest. Jim yeah. Varney doesn't mean it's Ernest. Jim Varney as this uh, joyous spirit that just exists, and you should just appreciate anything that we have by him. John mm-hmm. Candy, Robin Williams, all except for the depressing Robin Williams stuff. I'm talking about the fun stuff. Yeah. Not the literally want to kill myself stuff. John Candy didn't really do that. All these people... It reminds me, I just saw it, I just want to make a point of this. I just saw Mr. Rogers today, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's honestly my favorite movie in years. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that affected me this hard. And if you're a fan of joyous spirits, and especially if you grew up with a TV show, go see it. It's fucking amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. so the trailer looks hokey, and I was worried too at first. Mm-hmm. The movie is an episode of the original children's TV show, but made for adults. And it ties into Jim Varney. It's weird that it ties into that, because I just, like, weird timing. Because there's not too many people that fit this category. You can only count them on two hands. Cool. And that's all I had to say. All right, then. We got an episode out of Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. I'm happy. And it wasn't that painful. No, because like I, 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 you know, I texted Frenzy off, you know, offline. I'm like, I hope you're taking notes because I don't know if we can get a full episode out of it. And this is probably going to be, you know, we're going to edit some of the technical difficulties. Of it. This is probably one of our good chunk, you know, sized episodes. Yeah. And, you know, last week. When I was editing the last week's episode, I, I, there was, you know, sometimes we don't hear each other or we don't, we're in the moment. So I missed something you said and I don't watch every episode that we do, mm-hmm. but I have to, when I'm editing, there was a moment when you said, when I was telling people, uh, request requesters mm-hmm. to send in something with more uh, meat to it. And you said, well, the gloves are off. He, I guess he wants some send in something to, what did you say? Something like the worst no, I, I just said challenge accepted. Just, you know, gloves are off, send in something. And, but I didn't, I, I honestly didn't mean bad, like right. on purpose. You just, you just. I'm it, saying throw like us said, a curveball. This, is, this, this isn't a bad movie podcast. I mean, Microwave Massacre, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, does have a fan base, you know? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's a good titty flick. Exactly. A very good one. Especially that opening sequence. But, and it's just, you know, this isn't strictly a horror-based podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, Frenzy says, send them in. Um, obscure, popular, whatever. We'll, yeah. We'll, me and him will discuss it before we say we'll do it. But if, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. If we if we post it on the Facebook page, where we're, we shot ourselves in the foot, you know, we're doing it regardless. So it's like that's the point. It doesn't have to be bad. Correct. And it doesn't have to be horror. Like well, the one that I'm excited about, 
I haven't told you this. Might as well say it now. Was someone I don't know who requested Spaceballs, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about Spaceballs. Yeah, because was, I was uh, thinking that was a Jennifer Tochi super fan. Oh Jesus, she's she's on she's on fire like mm-hmm. NBA Jam. Yep. I was thinking at first, what could we possibly say about Spaceballs that's that hasn't been said? Challenge accepted. Exactly. Because I started thinking about it, I've got a lot to say about Spaceballs that you've never heard before on mm. a thousand fucking horrible podcasts or videos on YouTube. I've got some weird shit to talk about that movie. So I like stuff like it doesn't have to be bad. I mean, Spaceballs is obviously a masterpiece. So right. what can what can we talk about that's never been said? Stay tuned because I got a lot of shit to say about that one. All right. And on that note, <laughs> I will say <laughs> thank you for watching or listening. Um, if you want to find me, um, you can just basically just Google Hey Internet Eric here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, all that shit. Um, and of course, Frenzy's got the uh, the Twitter ads like under under our pictures here. If you're watching the video, um, you can find this podcast at TwoBeardedLosers.com. Click that; it'll take you to what Frenzy's now calling like the backup page for our videos. And um, I'm still going to upload our, these videos uh, on my uh, YouTube channel. And then I think Frenzy's going to wait a week and then upload it to the backup channel. But if you go in that about section, excuse me, we have uh, the links to everything to our iTunes, our Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Um, you can also find me on the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. Um, it's a bi-weekly podcast where me and my buddy Johnny, we do the best of the bad, um, you know, horror movies. Uh, this weekend, we have an episode coming up. Our last episode was House on Sorority Row. Didn't like it, but I'm super excited. As of this weekend, we're washing that taste out of our out of my mouth, and we are discussing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes! So... I'm fucking stoked about that. And then one last note, I want to say I was recently a guest again on the Graveyard Shift podcast. Uh, Frenzy has listened to that podcast, and he says he's enjoyed what he's heard. Um, this was my fourth appearance. Um, me and Mike, I have another one coming out next week, depending on when this is uploaded. But the newest episode, me and Mike discussed the 1990 movie Brain Dead starring both Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton. Take a shot every time Mike uh, gets those two guys confused. It's a shit movie, but it's a good episode. I promise you. Um, just Google The Graveyard Shift, Brain Dead, 1990. You'll find it. Um, Frenzy, when you're not reading cryptic messages off your computer and saying you're going to disappear in eight months, when can we find you? <laughs> well, you won't find me, because I'm going to throw myself in front of a train tonight. After we're done recording. I've already got it planned out. No, you can't have my Nintendo Wii. Wii U, excuse me. (laughs) I sold my Wii to some little black kid in Manhattan. At a McDonald's. That motherfucker got a deal. Seriously. Like 50 games, all the accessories for nothing. I had to pay rent. You can find me. And I want to make a final point. Because you brought up the other podcast. I love... I do like your other two podcasts. I want to say shout out to the Shocky Horror Pod, Johnny Guy. I feel your pain. 
I had that same phase of hating everything when I was probably the, you know, two thirds of my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm over that now. And I really like the other podcast too. It's very pleasant. Um, I just want to make this final summation because I saw Mr. Rogers neighborhood and it all ties into this. You might think this is crazy or I'm drunk, which I am, or this is bullshit, but we are lucky to be alive. And especially I'm so grateful to have this friendship with Eric and to get to talk movies and to be surprised and confused and, and fucking angry sometimes, but really appreciate, we should really appreciate the fucking time we have and the people in our lives. So that's all I want to say. It's fucking amazing. We're very lucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope this goes on forever. I hope we keep doing this. I love it. It's the highlight of my week. Now, even though you said that's going to be the last thing you, you want to say, you also have to tell the, the listeners our schedule. <laughs> oh, got that written down here. Um, we got the holidays coming up and Frenzy has set our schedule. And he's going to let you know at least the, our recording dates. Well, I just wanted to say, like, they know we're going to do a Christmas episode because Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. But if I was talking to you off air about this. Like, I don't, if I unleash that beast, mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun for anyone. Like, okay. I don't, you're not going to care about half the movies that I'm going to talk about, stuff like that. So I want to be more focused on our Christmas episode, which we got to do a Christmas Christmas is my favorite. Not just holiday, like genre. It's because of the 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 sadness of it and mm-hmm. the, it's a it's such a great contradiction it's like all these like people worshiping jesus but they're miserable and some of the best movies ever made are these really sad christmas movies stuff like that okay it's very complicated mm-hmm. but i don't want to just like blow my load right so for the christmas thing we're gonna have to like come up with some kind of rules so that i don't go crazy because the halloween thing i was just like throwing out we were throwing out movies yeah uh, I don't want the Christmas thing to be ten times worse. But our schedule, um, next week, we're going to try to do something. We have uh, three more episodes left before Christmas. Then we're going to take a break for the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, you never know what will happen. Maybe some uh, unscheduled surprises or whatever. But next week, something before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? I think we're going to do it the day before, the Wednesday. The day before. And you know what? Just for shits and giggles... I haven't told you this, but we're going to throw in some Thanksgiving movies. No matter what our theme is, I have a few to tell you about because it's very uncommon. Okay. No one recommends Thanksgiving movies, and I know a few really good ones. Okay. And then after that will be Friday the 13th related. Because um, I'll just go ahead and say it. Because when we did our Friday the 13th episode where we basically talked Halloween 2018 and then threw Jason in there every little bit. Um, Yeah. We wanted to have it out by Friday the 13th. The problem is we record these on Thursday, and Frenzy's the one that does all the editing, and I don't want him to go through all that bullshit. So we're going to do it a week early, but we'll mention that it's the Friday the 13th episode. We're doing... I'm so excited. Okay, we're going to do that, um, yeah, the week before Friday the 13th, just so he doesn't have to 
rush and edit everything in less than 24 hours. Uh, and then I think the next one would be our Christmas one. And then we're taking it. that week off. And then I think we'll be back in the new year, I guess. But anyways, we've talked, we've talked a hell of a lot more than I thought about Dr. Otto. Um, Dude, there's so much more to talk about. I know. I didn't even get to say half the shit I wrote down. It's 11.35 right now, and I'm <laughs> two beers down and, and a thing of whiskey. So with that, I will say thank you for watching and listening, all that jazz. And I will say cheers, <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. I'm still drinking. Oh, I'm not done yet either. I'm just done talking. Good night, everybody. <sighs>